Hi, podcasters. I am Julie Melk of Honor Yoga. I'm the director at Honor Yoga for the programming department. And welcome to Honor Yoga's podcast. With me today, I have the exceptional Stephanie Moore, and she is an Honor Yoga teacher, Reiki trainer. She's the founder of her own private practice called Mind, Body, Spirit in Balance. It's a wellness practice where Stephanie provides Reiki, fire cupping, um, spiritual psychotherapy, and much more. I'm not really doing it justice, but Stephanie, you can talk about it more as we talk through our conversation today. I met Stephanie on a phone call, I think it was about three years ago. And in an instant, I was transported and captivated by Stephanie's incredibly deep presence, which I'm excited to share with you today, her generous spirit and really just an open heart. Stephanie, I think you are a celestial soul that is also deeply grounded and rooted. You and I have never been in the same room. Um, so I kind of always imagine like your feet never touching the ground, but at the <laughs> same time, you were so deeply rooted in exceptional listening. And there's a soulfulness really unlike anyone else I've ever met. At the same time, you're super playful and totally vulnerable. And I'm just so excited to be able to share some conversation with people today. So thank you for being here. Wow. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I didn't even know that you felt that way about me. So thank you for sharing that with me today, Julie. I, I do feel I that way. Thank and you. Thank you. That was the collective poll that I did on everyone that knows you. But no, truly, that's, <laughs> that's really, really how I feel about you. And I want to talk today about a bit of your journey, like where you sort of came from besides, I know, Canada, I think. Yes. And I don't know yes. before that. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, your spiritual, your soulful journey and in that your yoga practice and some of the real struggles that you've had along the way and maybe still continue to as a human being walking this earth. So tell us, Stephanie, um, where did you come from and what has made you so amazing? Well, what's so, what's so beautiful is that I would come here to be and know you and be part of Honor Yoga because my husband was transferred from Toronto, Canada to Jersey City. So that's how we kind of got transplanted from Canada to New Jersey. And then when that happened, we decided to build a custom home and that custom home was delayed by nine months, which I come to find out that is a pretty normal thing, but I was, of course, devastated. So in these nine months, I had all of this commuting time where I had to drop my kids off at the school that was going to be in our future area. And I had this time to spend while I was waiting for them to finish school because I didn't want to go all the way back. So I joined a health club and decided to spend my days there. And funny enough, yoga was on the list of things to do, the list of classes for things to do there. And I had never practiced yoga before. And I've always been kind of flexible. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do good in this thing called yoga. <laughs> and I ended up taking yoga classes there. And I loved it so much that every day, I ended up taking three yoga classes every day for nine months. And after that nine months, they said to me, I think it's time for you to teach here. 
<laughs> your practice has gotten so strong and um, you have such a great presence here at this health club. We would really love for you to be part of our team. So I did some, some weekend course called Fit Yoga. I think that was what was credible for gyms at the time. And I, I left there feeling very unprepared to teach a yoga class. And I knew that I had to go a little bit deeper into it. And I decided to ask around um, to some reputable teachers that I had taken classes with in studios. And they told me that this place called Dig Yoga at the time. I, had, I didn't know about Honor Yoga, obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have taken my teacher training with you guys. And that's where I really started. That's where I started my journey. And that's where I was exposed to real yoga, the spiritual side of yoga, the pranayama, the breath work, the, the philosophy, all of the aspects that are embedded in yoga as far as taking the physicality out of it and bringing the spirituality into it. And that's when it really began to resonate with me because I've been a Reiki master for 15 years, a spiritual psychotherapist for 13 years, very rooted and involved and grounded in all things spiritual and with the universe. So when that became very, very clear that that was a, the, at the center. It was like a, a, a center point of what yoga really is. And my, my heart just wrapped right around it. And I knew that this is going to be a really beautiful journey for me. And it was going to interweave into how my life was unfolding anyway. So yeah, I did their nine-month program. I became a yoga teacher. And through a very chance happening, through a, a mutual friend that I practiced yoga with, I was asked to do an emergency sub at Honor Yoga Pennington. And then psh, everything just took right off with Honor Yoga. And I've been helplessly in love with, with all things Honor Yoga ever since. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. So uh, during that time, particularly, I want to go back to when you were living in Jersey City, right? Yeah. And waiting for your house to be constructed, which I can only imagine is one of the most stressful things that you can go through. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, that element to, to having the physical structure of your home is deeply intertwined with your psychology, your emotional well-being, And so when you're in limbo, so how are you feeling at that time? And when you discovered even just the physical of yoga, how did that maybe influence or impact how you were feeling in that time of transition? So it was a really trying time for my husband and I, because well, we were helpless. We had a builder that was unresponsive, uh, that was running out of money. I remember very clearly my husband walking into our our rented condo and just going white right in front of me. And he actually fell to his knees and he said, I'm not sure if we're actually going to get this house. We might have to start looking elsewhere. And it was the first time I had seen my husband vulnerable and I want to say weak, you know, like defeat, defeated almost. And I knew that I had to step up at that point for, for him and for my family. And yoga played a huge part in that for me. The strength that I knew that I was developing, some of the poses that I remember walking into initial my initial yoga classes, probably in this health club, and looking around and thinking, specifically Ardha Chandrasana, I remember looking around and thinking, I am never going to be able to do this pose because I would try over and over and over again and just constantly fall over. And as I was going through yoga teacher training, that pose became very accessible for me. And I remember being in it with such ease that I never wanted to come out of that pose. And I remember feeling like Wonder Woman. I remember feeling like I stood a little bit taller, 
my heart was at my center a little bit more. And I came home and I'm like, right, these are the things that we're going to do. And this is what we're going to do to come together as a family. And this is not going to beat us. And these are the people we're going to contact. And I just felt like yoga gave me life. I felt like it taught me how to be resilient. I felt like it taught me how to let go of expectation and release and surrender into, you know, the possibility and somersaulting into the inconceivable that this is just going to turn out just perfectly for you in the way and the time and the how that it's supposed to for your family. And it did just that. It actually brought us closer together in this tiny two-bedroom apartment (laughs) where we were all sort of sleeping on top of each other. It was the closest we had ever come. And my husband, because we had visited this sort of breaking point together, it solidified us. It was like a cement between the two of us that has never faltered since then. And although we've had great ups and downs in our marriage over the last 20 years, it's been on the up and up since that real low point for us, where I was frustrated, like, why can't you fix it? Why can't you make it happen? And he was like, I don't think I can. And it was all this divine masculine and feminine, like, you know, going crazy. (laughs) But yes, yoga saved my life at that point. And on, on top of that, I was not in the healthiest place physically either. I was, I was really quite a heavy woman. I was hovering around 300 pounds. So yoga with the emotional aspects of what it allowed me to feel in my life, which was, like I said, letting go of expectation and surrendering, surrendering into something greater than me without feeling like I needed to control everything in this world. I was able to shed the physical weight. I was able to empower myself and my own physical body to know that I could do better and be better and want to eat better and move my body in different ways that I had been moving it before. And even encourage my my three young boys at the time who were much younger than they are now to do the same, you know, to move and open their bodies and stand tall and ground their feet and lift up and like all of these things. It was this beautiful run-on effect through our whole family. I'm I'm eternally grateful for that really tumultuous but beautiful time in our life. Yes, for sure. That's so inspiring. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's mm-hmm. really, really incredible to have an insight to your personal struggles, especially this transition time, right? That challenges uh, can challenge families. I think we can all agree that the family unit, whatever that looks like, if you're cohabitating with people in the past year and a half has been put through the ringer. And what I hear from you is this amazing empowerment that yoga has been able to provide for you from from that time and and moving forward in resiliency. Mm -hmm. And uh, we forget that really great things can happen and, and change can happen from the friction. But what happens is sometimes we can't endure the friction, right? That 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 challenge is is too much for us and overwhelming, and that's okay, of course, at times. But it's it's really cool to hear how you stuck with it with the sort of like nutrition of yoga, right? Yes. It was like you were drinking the yoga Kool Aid, which I have too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It tastes good. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like been your super juice. So yes. Tell me where Reiki fits into your life. Like how did that start for you? You are a Reiki master. 
Um, You teach trainings galore on Reiki. Um, We're so privileged to have you teach honor yoga Reiki trainings. So give us some more, you know, backstory on that and, and what it is for you today. Oh gosh, my poor husband. So, <laughs> Sorry. so it goes back to another one of those dips, right? Because I really, I really feel like in life we do, we have these ebbs and flows, right? Like the ocean and the tide and everything. We go up and down in relationships. And I think some of the, bo- the most beautiful relationships are the ones that have endured some of the biggest tidal, tidal waves, really, and the biggest ebbs and flows, because then we retain all of the colors, right, of those moments. Then when we do believe that the candles will be relit and the soft romantic music will be turned up again and, and we will find each other again somehow. There was a time when I didn't know if we were going to find, find each other. I had three boys under the age of five and a half <laughs> and my husband traveled three weeks out of the month and I was on my own in Canada with no help. I'm estranged from my mother and have a an emotionally distant alcoholic father. So I didn't have him. My husband's British, so his parents were in England. So it was really tough. And I remember saying, we just need to, we need to get a babysitter and just go on a date night. So we're just going to do that. And we got out on this date night finally, and we didn't even leave the community of our little complex. And I think we had already started bickering or fighting. And I was like, I don't think we're going to make it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want this, this, this marriage. And he's like, I don't know if I want it either. And I'm like, let's just go home then. Let's just like call it a day. And I think, we, you know, we both just went home and went to separate rooms. And I was like, what's going to happen? And the next day he came to me with this gift certificate. And he said, I've, I've signed you up for um, a spa day. And I'd really like you to go and just relax and think about everything. And he signed me up for what was called Reiki Massage. And when I, when I got there, I said to the lady, so where do I hang my clothes up? And she said, oh no, this, this, you leave your clothes on for this. And I was like, he can't even get a massage, right? (laughs) But quickly, you know, I was receiving this beautiful energy from this woman. And at that moment, I felt something in my body and in my spirit that I had never known before. I kind of lightness and a feeling of being held by I don't know what some kind of energy and I I left my mind for a moment this monkey mind that I always had and this sort of heaviness on my chest and I remember when it was over I I remember looking up at her and saying what did you just do to me and she's I don't don't, I'm not sure I'm just Reiki level one I just do these things and I just channel I'm like I need to know what this is and Fast forward, I, I found a, a beautiful Reiki master to work with, and I, I intended to use it just on my family to heal my family and try and, and heal my relationship with my husband. And I ended up, that, that changed the whole trajectory of my life. It became, I wanted to eat, drink. I wanted to drink the Reiki Kool-Aid. <laughs> and and I, I quit my corporate job at, at American, it was Corporate Canada's job, and I quit my job at American Express. And I became a full-time Reiki master at that point. And then I further um, developed a bunch of sort of certifications in different holistic healing methods that would help somebody to come to me with no matter what was happening in their lives, mm-hmm. whether they're at a low point with their husband <laughs> or they were feeling physically tight in their body. That's where the therapeutic Chinese fire cupping came in or whether they needed something to deal with where they were feeling stuck in their lives emotionally or mentally. 
you know, they were experiencing some kind of depression or soul wound or shadow side of themselves that they were struggling with every day. And that's where the spiritual psychotherapy comes in. So for me, I felt very, very drawn to that because of all of the traumas that I had gone through in my life with the kind of neglect that I had and the, the kind of upbringing that I'd experienced in my life that didn't really prepare me for a relationship. I had no idea. I had no models for how a marriage should work. And thus, that's why we were having such a hard time. And this really helped me to understand what it means, you know, to look at yourself internally, see the things that you're carrying with you, see the things that you're projecting onto other people, see the unrealistic expectations that you can place on another human being and scale all that back and um, move from a place of gratitude and complete acceptance. And really that, that really changed our lives so much. (laughs) So, yeah. So now, now I think, you know, with paired with yoga, I really feel like I found my Dharma, you know, when they say you're, you're born, everybody's born with this unique purpose here on earth. And if you can pair that with something that helps, you know, better the betterment of the world around you. And if you can, pair that with the exchange of energy, then you found this magical trifecta, you know, the, the ecstasy of the goal of all goals, where you have found why, you know, that great question, you know, like, why are we here? What is it all about? You know, and I feel every day when I go into my, my healing practice and I work with women and men who feel like I used to feel, I can stand across from them and say, I know exactly how you feel. And I, I am you at this moment. And I think that that's what, you know, we call them, we call ourselves wounded healers. We, we, we make, we make for very empathetic healers when we can actually stand in the shoes of the people that we stand across from and smile and say, I know you're going to be okay because I was exactly where you are. And I know exactly how to move you away from that because I've done it. So I try and interweave that into my yoga. Yeah. You know, a, a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in my classes about connecting with your heart and finding gratitude even just for your beating heart at that moment. You know, if we've been in in utkatasana, which is chair pose or fierce pose for a long time, you know, when we come out of that, people's hearts are beating, beating, beating. And when we get to place our hands on our heart and connect with that beating and understand that that beating is the thing that's keeping the blood circulating that allows us to be here in this body that's supporting us on our mat in this moment. And that allows us to be here and experience this magical thing called life and to move our bodies and and to break a sweat and to breathe hard and and to experience the the sadness and happiness and the screams and snot flying and children yelling and what all of the things that make life so beautiful. I mean, I, I just think, you know, to be able to illustrate that while we're moving through a yoga class for me is just the most beautiful thing. And that's really what I love to offer is my own experience and weave it throughout my yoga classes. Stephanie, I see you as such a mentor in so many ways, like in, in a friendship way and in a teacher way. I would love for you to tell listeners that are teachers themselves, what kind of work staying in the same vein of what you're talking about what kind of work do you feel is necessary for the teachers especially teachers of energy modalities healing teachers you know working on with other layers of our being 
yes. right? Emotional yeah. and psychological and yeah. I think first and foremost is to find love for yourself, right? And for me, uh, one of the first things that I'll do every morning is go and look at myself in the mirror and just check in and just be like, hey, where are you today? You know, where is your mind? How do you feel when you look at yourself? What kind of emotions come up? And just check in there because the way, what you say to yourself when you look in the mirror is how you're projecting yourself out into the world. So to foster a love affair with yourself, first and foremost, means that you get to have this ripple effect through the rest of your life that allows you to show up in this sort of heart-centric way, whether you're teaching yoga or you're a stay-at-home mom or you're going into a, you know, a high-powered job. Your heart is at the center of it. And if the truthness of yourself and the authenticity of yourself is at the center of it, not much can really shake that. Not much can really throw you off, no matter what people might say to you or project onto you or try and take you down for. I mean, you understand that you are unbreakable. I have a lot of my clients stand in what's called the power pose, which I just call standing like Wonder Woman, where we put our hands on our hips and we take our feet a little bit wider than hip width distance apart. And we kind of look, look off into the distance at this beautiful version of ourselves. And you can't help but feel empowered when you stand like that. And I, and I just say, you might not be able to actually stand like that, but stand like that in your mind and in your heart. And then nothing can get you, right? And then when you stand like that and I stand like that, then we give permission to all the other people, especially women around us to stand like that as well. Because if I see a hundred women, 99 of them come into me like fiddling with their hands and looking down and not a lot of eye contact. And that's just not serving the world. You know, there, there are enough shrinking violets in this world. And our job is not to continue that trend. Our job is to stand in the power of the greatness of what we are meant to be here for, which is to stand in the truth of ourselves, the authenticity of what we are. And it doesn't matter what you do for a living. That doesn't matter. It's how you see yourself, how you see the world, how you treat others around you, how much you love. Those are all of the things that are going to matter at the end of your life. Not how many followers you have on Twitter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or how nice your handbag is. Or none of those things are going to matter to you. So I think, you know, if you practice on loving yourself, if you practice on breathing, more than half of us are going around in this world not breathing. Yeah. or not even ever having taken a conscious breath in our life. If you stop and sit in silence, and listen to your thoughts and become aware of those so that you can be a higher witness or an observer of those thoughts so that you can see them from your highest, truest self and know that most of those thoughts are not true <laughs> and become aware of those and try and work with those and be a little bit kinder to yourself with those thoughts. And then writing, writing them down even or writing anything down on paper such a great way to clear out the clutter of your skull chatter is to get things down on paper so that it's not living there all of the time in that constant monkey mind, which is what we, you know, we're kind of neurologically hardwired to be that way. It's a safety, it's a protective mechanism, but we can get a lot of it down on paper so that we can be like, that's BS actually. What I've been saying for the last five years is actual BS. I call BS on that. So rip that up, burn it, whatever ritual you'd like to do with it. And 
keep carrying on with the power with which you know really does reside within you, innately, inherently within you. So does anything trip you up? Like, oh, does anything? Yes. <laughs> if my kids leave a wet towel on their bed, <laughs> just checking. Just ask them. Oh yeah, just that. No. I mean, like, gosh, people say that to me all the time. You must be like, so like, I imagine people just imagine me, like you said, just floating around, like chanting Om all day. No, I, I really do. I have great ups and downs and I love that. That's human. And that's when I really have to like shake myself and be like, have you forgotten all of the things that you talk about all day long? <laughs> right. And how did you get back there? And so then I get right back to all of the things that I just said. I sit in silence. I sit still. I, I write things down. You know, I ask myself those important questions. Like what happened right before you felt that way? And what's the consequence of you feeling that way? Do you want to feel that way any longer? How is it serving you? And how is it not serving you? I have to become so curious with myself and with my thoughts based on all of the luggage that I carry. And there's a lot, you know, when you come into this world in utero, you're not wanted, right? It's no longer my story, but it's the truth of, of my conception. I wasn't wanted. So that energy, that vibration and that frequency, it lives somewhere in me. So I constantly have to love it and embrace it and deal with it. And know that it's going to come up in dysfunctional ways. It's going to manifest in dysfunctional ways when I'm not seen or heard or understood by my children or my husband. It's going to come up. And then sometimes they'll call me out on it and be like, hey, like, I didn't even mean that. I'll be like, yeah, you got me. So it's, it's such a beautiful dance life, right? It's, it's the most beautiful dance where we learn so much about why we act and react the way we do and why others live their lives the way we do and how we can best intermingle those in a place that says, I see you and I love you and I hold space for you no matter what. I'll just be in your corner. I'll be in your corner the best way I know how, unless you continue to break my boundaries, of course, right? And we all have to have healthy boundaries around what, what we're willing to accept in our lives. But that's all we want as human beings is to be seen, right? So that if you can do that, you know, as much as you can in your life, I, I say you're winning, you know? <laughs> and if you mess up and lose your craft, then you just I mean, you ask for forgiveness. If you could give one first step to someone that's new to all of us, mm -hmm. what would it be? Definitely look in the mirror. Just go look in the mirror. Because... Every day you've brushed your teeth or brushed your hair or put your makeup on. But I guarantee you haven't looked into your own soul. You haven't looked into your own eyes. You haven't done it with love at, at the center of that. I said, I see you. What have you got for me? Let's, let's really talk. You, you will get all kinds of answers by saying certain things out loud, like I love you and I forgive you and, and I'm here for you and we got this. Let's go. You know, like all kinds of magic can happen. I say start from there. It's called mirror work. You can look it up anywhere. Google, YouTube. Louise Hay was the first person to ever do it. She's got books on it. And, and start speaking to yourself, you know, as your own inner best friend. And every time that inner bully comes up, just kick it out of the way. Just be like, you're not needed here. Thanks for that, Stephanie. Where can we find more of you? 
I know that you're teaching a workshop in September with Honor Yoga, but we want to know all the ways. What's that? October. October. October, October, Sorry. (laughs) I keep pushing it more sooner. I'm like, is it tomorrow? Um, That workshop will be on the same thing that we're just talking about now, right? The conflict of inner bully versus inner best friend. It will be a great way to curate the love affair with your own self. But I do teach uh, a roots class every Wednesday morning at 9.30. I'll be teaching in studio starting September 4th at Honor Yoga Flemington and then streaming live stream for global uh, Honor Yoga live streaming. Right. So that class is accessible for people that can go to Honor Yoga Flemington and for anyone live stream. Yes. Amazing. It's a great class. We break everything down. You're going to, you're definitely going to get a little sweat on. And that's what most people say, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also give you great modifications to do whatever your body feels that is nourishing at that, at that, on that day, at that moment, whatever is right for you. But they're always different. Every week is different. I love teaching that class. It's my favorite. I love <laughs> So yes, please join me for that class for sure. Yeah. It's a foundationals class. Yes. It doesn't matter. You, zero experience is Correct. expected. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else that we can tell listeners that you have coming up? Well, if you want to know more about me, my whole life is pretty much on Instagram. Um, my like a, a link to my website is in there. A link to all of the things that I do is in there, and a a link to like all of the things that you'd ever want to know about how to live your life in a spiritual way are on my Instagram page, which is at Mind Body Spirit In Balance. So at Mind Body Spirit In Balance, all one word. And I, I post stories, inspirational stories a lot. I'll post, you know, me at the gym. I'll post some of the things that I eat. Like, it's like all, it's really mind, body, spirit. It's just about everything you could ever want to know about living your life in an elevated way, in my opinion, according, <laughs> according to Stephanie, but through, through my experience of my 51 years here on planet earth, things that have worked for me and, you know, they don't work for everybody, but you can take what you love and, and what you don't love. You just leave it behind. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Elevated and playful. I find I love following you on Instagram because I'm always getting a giggle. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Always have like a very meaningful and rich conversation with you. And today was nonetheless. So I really appreciate you taking time to be here. I know every listener does. And thank you. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you, honey. I appreciate you immensely. (laughs) 